Welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of Brutally Honest. It's your boy, Brutal Keith, and I'm going to say it like this. Y'all might know me as Keith Coney, and I'm going to keep stay true to the flyer, but I swear, by the time this is all done, I'm only going to be remembered as Brutal Keith, period. Now, that being said, for those of you that have seen the movie Scarface and may know what I'm talking about, I want y'all to hit the three. If you saw the movie Scarface, hit the button three. And I'll also go ahead and might as well say, if you're watching this on live, press one. If you're watching it on replay, press two. We appreciate those as well. But like I said, if you guys have seen the movie Scarface, press three. I would love to see who, who's on board with me as I talk about this? And if you haven't seen it, don't worry about it. I got a couple other analogies that I'll be able to throw out there. Hopefully, you'll still be able to relate. Now, starting off, um, one of the things that I'm going to talk about in regards to the Scarface is the world is yours. I don't know if you know that or not, but it is yours. But we're going to get into that. Um, second, we're going to be talking about two kinds of people. Givers and takers is something that I truly believe in. I've been talking about this for years. Now I'm going to put it out there for you guys. I wonder what your take on it. Um, but before I jump right into the things I'm going to talk about, I do want to touch on what my boy Stitch was talking about last week on his episode um, when he was talking about soulmates to roommates. I'm only going to talk about it briefly because I got a personal experience that I wanted to mention, but he was doing a solo show, so I decided to save it for you guys today. Um, and basically, my take on soulmates to roommates is, is we was in love. Everything was going great. We was living together. What went wrong? Well, the passion changed. The communication changed. Everything changed and it didn't work out. But before it was over, we was living in the same household and not even talking to each other. Sleeping in the same bed on different sides. Not even having no type of intimacy. And I genuinely got what Stitch meant when he said, you can literally go from being somebody's soulmate and thinking you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody to just being a roommate for the time being until things change because I personally went through it. So I think that was a really great topic. Those of you that have lived through it, let's not tell nobody else. Those of you that haven't lived through it, um, lucky enough, you hopefully you never have to go through something like that. But just in general, when things in a relationship just aren't going right, even if you live with a person, it at some point you have to get out of that situation. Um, living in a household with somebody that you're no longer intimate with can be a real challenge and a real struggle. And it can really beat a person down if you're the person that was still wanted the relationship or still trying to fight for it, but the other person has already given up. But that's just my take on it. That was my, my, um, my point of view that I wanted to say last week when Stitch was talking. He also brought up something about it being okay to be selfish. And <laughs> I definitely agree with that. I think one of the most unselfish things we can do for other people is by being selfish for ourselves. 
And what I mean by that, and I know Stitch had his show last week, and I'm just touching on a few things because I wasn't there, but I want to give my opinion on him. Um, my thing about that is this. If you don't take care of you, if you don't make sure you're getting everything that you want, and I mean selfishly, getting everything that you want out of a situation or a relationship, why are you winning? And two, if you are, are that bold about what you want to the point to where it's just known, one, laws of attraction are going to bring what you want, but more importantly, you're going to get a lot more of what you want and a lot less of what you don't. Or at least you're going to find out the things that you don't if you have an open mind and then trying different things. Now, jumping right on to today's topic, which when I did my last solo show, I spoke about motivation and I spoke about momentum. Meaning when you're good and you're having... Um, when you're having things go good for you and you have things that are sort of on a roll, like they just keep working out, things are just going, looking back can stop that momentum right in its tracks and can mess up the whole process. Not jumping back into that subject, but just getting deeper into it and why the movie Scarface is, if not my favorite movie of all time, one of my top three. Definitely top three movies of all time that I've ever watched. And I mean, a lot of people may have seen that movie and have said, okay, I love the gangster-ish. I, um, I love the shooting. I love the drugs. I love the story behind it. Like, I love how... He, he, you know, he came over with nothing and made it, made it into, I mean, even being a hustler, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying a hustler is being something that's glorified, but, you know, just the story of it. For me personally, one of the things that stuck out to me and the reason why I, I started this show off with the world is yours is because that really became the mentality of Tony Montana in that movie. And what I mean by that is this. We all live in this world. It's not, it's not just mine. We all are on it. It's over 8 billion people on the planet. So it's not just mine. But if I looked at the world and I looked at my life and if I treated it as this is mine, everything is for the taking. Nothing is left to, 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 to be left on the table. Nothing is left there. Everything is for the taking. If I just go get it, if I put my mind to it, if I focused enough, everything is for the taking. And that stuck out to me because from, I really believe in that. I really believe that in this world, you know, there are sayings like, life is what you make it. Um, the world is yours. Um... And plenty of others. But just to dwell on those, right? If life is what you make it, why do people struggle? Why do people go through hardships? Why do people go through bad times or the negative things that happen in life if everything is for the taking? And the only thing that that really resonated with me is, is a lot of times ignorance. People just don't know that they can go out there and get it. 
a lot of times people think that they have to wait for somebody to give it to them. And this movie, even though I watched it at a young age, and I'm not going to say how young or old, I'm not telling my age, I'm still in my 20s. <clears throat> even though when I watched this movie for the first time, that resonated with me. Have I lived like that? No. And that's something that I always look back at. Um, just want to shout out a couple people. Uh, La Bella, I see you on there. Brandy, thank you for always supporting. You're always on. Um, Jaylene, thank you as well. Um, let's see who else we got on here. And so, anyways, uh, everybody else that is watching, thanks as well. But getting back to the topic. One of the reasons why I loved the movie and I loved it was because of the storyline and how this man literally, the, the movie starts off with him coming to our country. So he wasn't born here. It's not like he had a silver spoon. It wasn't like things were already given to him. No, he came here as a grown man. And he didn't choose the route of becoming a lawyer, a doctor, or getting a, a degree in something and, and making himself something. No. The, the moral of the story and the, the whole purpose of the Tony Montana was um, sort of in reference to Al Capone and how he took everything that he wanted for himself, everything that he thought he deserved, whether people thought he should have it or not. He took it and he made something of himself. Now, in the movie Scarface, Tony Montana was a hustler. He was a drug dealer. He was somebody that we wouldn't glorify. But the message and what he did in that movie still resonates with me to this day. And that's going from nothing and making something of yourself. Seeing that there's more to you than what society may have placed on you. Seeing that there's more to you than what your family or the people that are closest to you may think of you. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is to go after your passion when everybody else is telling you not to, or you can't do it. Now, one of the things I, I, I'm gonna say about this is never looking back. And that part of this topic resonated with my last topic of the momentum. The one thing Tony didn't do once he came from Cuba and landed in the States was talk about how life was in Cuba. He didn't do that. Why? Because he's somewhere else. He's starting a life anew. He's trying to figure out things now. Second, once he got involved with the people he got involved with to make money and become something, he always kept his focus on moving forward and becoming the number one person, not being the number two person or the number three person. He wanted to be the person that everybody else came to because he saw that in himself. He knew that he was destined to be more than what everybody else thought he would be, which is a low life criminal or nothing, right? He always thought himself to be something more. The other thing that Tony did in this movie, and I think this is where we all dropped the ball, is he had his eyes on the prize. Now, in that movie, for those of you that have seen it, you know there's a point in time where Tony goes after the boss's girl. And I mean, she's not just anybody. Like, she's hot. This is a young, like, Michelle Pfeiffer. She's, um, 
I, I don't know, man. Sassy and sexy, to say the least. And one of the references they used about her in the movie was they sort of called her a tiger. Or a tigress, so to speak. And I love that about it because without her, I don't think there would have been a movie. I think it would have been over after the first and second scene because she is what pushed this man into doing most of the things that he wanted. But it was his eye on the prize. Like I said, he never saw himself as a number two or a number three person. He only saw himself as the number one. And he knew that by being the number one would get him everything that he wanted in life, which at the time was this woman. Now, when I bring up family, right, and I'm talking about this movie, a lot of times when we say family, we think of support, people that are there for us. And I'm not saying that we don't get that some of the times. But in this movie, and one of the things that I love about it is his family in this movie never supported him. They didn't want him to be a hustler. They didn't want him to be this, this kingpin, this guy that was killing people and selling drugs. No, but they did take the money. Um, I mean, the moms never really wanted it, but the daughter always took it. She always took care of it. His sister always took it, and she always made sure everything was okay. And he made sure to take care of them. But the one thing about it is, is when they told him, to, when his mom told him to stop doing what he was doing, do y'all think he stopped? Do y'all think for one second, his mom, the woman that raised him, that showed him what love is, that what he's supposed to be in life and things like that, the nurturing of a mother, do you think she would have been able to stop a man that's had a vision for himself? Not even his mom's could stop him. And I know for a lot of people out there, your moms tell you, man, you can't do that. I've never seen you being able to do something like that. will stop you dead in your tracks. But that didn't stop Tony. That kept him going and motivated him even more. And the reason being is because, again, money was the motivation. And at, this is after he had the girl. At this point, he had the girl. Now all he wanted to, was the most money to take care of the people he loved. Regardless of if his mom didn't want it or not. But he kept doing it and he kept showing and proving to everybody that he could do this and be successful at it. His, his own sister was another one. Semi-supporter, but she had her own life. She's doing her own thing. That never stopped him. His friends. And this topic to me, I think, hits... Hits a little bit more home. And the reason being is because I've had friends that I felt that were really close to me. That I felt like were my day one, so to speak. And even your friends sometimes don't see your vision or don't think that you can be as successful or as big as you see yourself. And I'm not saying that they're trying to hold you down. I'm just saying that sometimes the people you think are going to be your biggest supporters aren't. Sometimes those are the ones that are going to tell you, no, you can't do it. My thing is this. It's got to take you to go up against those forces. It's got to take you to go up against those hurdles and understand whatever your passion is, that no matter what, family, friends, Enemies, nothing is going to ever stop you from getting to it. 
whether that's getting the girl or whether that's getting the money so you can get the girl. Right, fellas? I mean, that's what we do anyways. But the point I'm making on all of this is if you focused, and I mean just focused on what it is that you really, really wanted and devised the plan to get it, and come hella high water, you just kept focusing on the prize, you kept focusing on the end result, you kept focusing on getting what you wanted, at the end of the day, you're going to get it. Whether that takes one day, one week, one month, one year, one century, who knows, a, a decade, whatever it may take. Because honestly, if I told you, you could have your wildest dreams, your most, your top passions, the thing that you crave, let me just say that, what you crave the most, if I told you in 10 years, you're going to have it, are you going to wait? 10 years to get it? Or are you going to start preparing yourself now because you know guaranteed you're going to have it in the 10 years and you need to be ready for it? So one of the things I want to ask you guys is what are your dreams? What are your passions? If you don't know what that is, take some time by yourself. You don't need a partner for this. This isn't this isn't an exercise where you need a group of people. With quarantine and everything going on right now, now is the time to actually figure this out. What are your dreams? What are your passions? What do you have going on right now? Like I said, what does your soul crave? And then, after you figured that out, the only question I want you to ask yourself after you figured out what that is, your dreams and passions are, is what's holding you back? And then go from there. Literally devise a plan to succeed. Because success isn't given, it's earned. And that's the only way you get it. Which brings me to my next topic. Two kinds of people in this world, givers, and takers. But before I dive into that, let me check over in the comments and see what's going on. What's up, love, Bella? I see you. I, I see you commenting. Let, let me get through some of these, see what's going on. Again, guys, if you saw the movie Scarface, press three. I haven't seen any threes. It makes me feel like nobody watches that movie anymore. If you haven't, it's a great movie. Pull it up on Netflix. Actually, I'm not sure if it's on Netflix, but definitely check it out if you haven't watched it. Uh, love Bella. Life is what you make it. There's always two or three ways to think of things. Definitely, definitely agree. Um, not going to take away from that. I, I just agree with that 100%. It's always more than one way um, of doing things. Yes, Brandy, my 20s. <coughs> <coughs> um, Jaylene, he chews easy money. Okay. Uh, easy money in the sense of selling drugs. I mean, I don't know if you've ever sold drugs before, but that's not necessarily easy money. Um, it is fast money, 
But I wouldn't necessarily say easy. I mean, you got to check over your shoulders, cops, people trying to rob you or kill you. I mean, if it, again, if you haven't seen Scarface, definitely watch it. He went through a few trials and tribulations. It wasn't just the easy way of getting to the, you know, his rise to the top. So it was definitely a lot involved. I mean, he almost lost his life, but he kept his eye on the prize and kept going. Uh, Love Bella. Uh, realistic meaning you still recognize your feelings despite how much you continue to be optimistic. Okay. Um, when you break yourself out of the barrier um, that those unsupportable people put you in, you experience friendships and bonds that are extremely different. I definitely, uh, I definitely would agree with that. They're more genuine. Um, when, when you're a little bit more selfish and going after what you want, the people around you um, are only going to be around you because they agree with what you want with your life. And you're going to have a lot more people that are more genuine around you. Um, press one if you're watching live. Two if you're watching on replay. Again, three if you're watching. I mean, if you saw the movie Scarface. Now, the other example before jumping into two kinds of people I just want to bring up. Um, telling the story of Scarface is sort of like the story of 50 Cent. And the means of get rich or die trying. And just what I mean by that is... Go after what you want, what you have passion for, as if if you don't get it, you're going to die. And if you looked at it that way, I guarantee you at some point you will get it and be successful in whatever it is you're looking for. Now, two type of people in this world, givers and takers. Now, obviously, it's a lot of other type of people in this world if we're going to categorize. But I want to dive specifically into this section. And what I mean by that is givers, right? First and foremost, givers are the people that are always giving. I mean, they're always in a position to give. Every time you need something, you know that one person you can go to to get it because they always have it. Whether it's money, whether it's food, whether it's support, whether it's an ear to listen to, whatever it may be. Givers are always in a position to give. That's just the fact. Takers, on the other hand, are never in the position to give. And what I mean by that is, is takers never have it. And what I mean is, I can have $100 in my pocket right now. If I'm a taker and you ask me for $10, i am broke. I ain't got it, bro. I got, I got other shit I got to take care of, other stuff to take care of. I ain't got it. I, I ain't never got it. It don't matter when you ask. It could be payday today. I cash my check. You caught me at the bank. I ain't got it, bro. That's the way takers view life. Givers put themselves in a position to always give. Takers are never in a position to give, even if they have it. So if you know somebody that's like that, they always want something from you, but whenever you need something in return, they just ain't got it. I would definitely say that's a taker and that's the way they view life. They're never gonna be that other person that you think they might be. You're never gonna get that generosity back in return. So the next thing I wanna say in regards to givers is they will always give. So not only do they put themselves in a position to always give, but they will always give even if it's their last. Meaning, I'm sure you know somebody or have a friend, a bestie or a family member that if it came down to it, they'll tell you, man, look, I'll give you 
Man, I'll give you the shirt off my back if you needed it. I'll give you my last. Why? Because those people that are givers, all they know how to do is give. They don't know how to take and keep some things for themselves. Which brings me to the last part of givers. And that's kindness. And we all know these people. Kindness is their weakness. Everybody always say, man, man, they're taking my kindness for weakness. Man, I just keep doing and doing and doing and they're taking advantage of me and they're taking my kindness for weakness. If you've ever said that, if you know somebody that's ever said that, those are the givers of the world. Those are the people that out of the kindness, out of their heart, they just know that other people in the world need. So not only will they have enough for themselves, but they'll always make sure that they have enough to give to other people that don't have. Even if that means that the person that don't have is only taking advantage of them. So jumping over to takers, just like uh, givers, always in a position to give, always give, even if it's their last, and kindness is their weakness, takers never in a position to give, even if they have it, always in a position to take, meaning I can have a million dollars saved up. If you offering me a dollar, you know what? Yeah, man, I can use that. Always going to take, no matter what the situation is. They may not even need it. But as a taker, the mentality is, is I need to take it now so I'll have it for later, even if they don't need it. And last but not least, and, and this is more to give awareness to givers, is takers will always take advantage. Meaning, the more you give, the more they will take. So, if you genuinely love to give and you genuinely love to put yourself in a position to always have so that you can help out others, the three things I want to give advice to you is this. First and foremost, always give from your heart. Don't ever give anybody anything with the exception of getting or expectation of getting something in return. First and foremost, never give with the hopes of getting. Always do it from the heart. That's the best place to do it from. Second, only give if you can. That I'll give the person a last. I'll give the person a shirt off my back. It, it makes you look little. It makes you look small. It makes you take value away from yourself. The fact that you're willing to not have or go without and allow somebody else to. Meaning, if you're a giver, always make sure you take care of yourself. You give yourself first so that you have the abundance so that you can continue to give to others. And last but not least, this one was always taught to me. So I'm going to say this. If you're a giver, don't ever give somebody a fish. Don't ever give somebody just whatever they ask for. If you have the opportunity to teach them to fish. Meaning, if somebody's always asking you for money because you got a good job or you know a good way of making money, don't just give them the cash. Teach them how you're making the money so that they will never have to ask you again. If somebody's asking you for food, like I said, don't just give them a fish so that they eat for that night. Give them a rod, give them a string and a hook. 
bring them out there with some bait. Show them how to fish so that after today, they'll be able to fish for themselves and eat forever. Takers. Couple things I'm gonna to say to you as well. And this is just advice. And all I can do is give it and hope that you take it. <laughs> Only take what you need. Understand that yes, there are people out there in the world that will give. Yes, there are people out there in the world that their heart is really that big to where they will give you everything you ask for if you just ask. But only take what you need. Don't take more than, don't ever take too much. Because eventually that person might realize you're taking advantage of them and cut you off. Second, don't take from people that are ignorant. Meaning, if you're just getting over on somebody because they don't know any better, stop. Reality is, is we all know the difference between right and wrong, good and evil, all that stuff. There's no reason or purpose to take advantage of somebody that's less knowing because you can. Last but not least, takers. Stop taking. Try to do for yourself. And I promise you, I promise that the outcome of whatever it is that you get is gonna be more rewarding and self-serving as well. Not only will you get what you what it is you needed, but you're gonna feel good about it also. Um, again, if you're watching this live, press one. If you're watching this on replay, press two. I know I've just been sort of talking, so I want to jump back in over to the comments. Brandy, it also depends on who you're dealing with. If my mom needs something, I will always give. And and I 100% I agree with that, um, Brandy. You know, she brought you into this world, brought you up. The least you can do is whenever she needs something, give it to her. 100%. But if that means you got to give your mom your last dollar or your last plate, or your last whatever, just know that by giving her whatever it is that you're giving her, and I, I, I know it's your mom, I'm just speaking in general, but just know that whenever you give that person your last, now you're gonna go without. They got it now, you're the one without. And if you can stomach that, then by all means, you know, more power to you. I'm not saying stop giving. I think those are the most true-hearted and kind-hearted people on the planet. It's people that have that mentality. I'm just saying, don't be taken advantage of. Even if it's moms. Uh, brutally honest. <laughs> Stitch. On a brutally honest love, I'm sure. But we need physical as well. True. Uh, love Bella said, kindness can be someone's strength if that giver doesn't stress or dwell on a situation going south. That That's true. But think about it like this in, in this regards. If you're a giver and all you have is your, you know, your money to pay your mortgage and your brother or sister or your best friend comes up to you and they really just need $100. You know, times is stressful right now, quarantine, all of this. You know, they're going to go to their hairdresser house because they can't go to the shop, but she asking for extra money. So she, she just needs $100 from you so that she can go get her hair done. I'm not going to stress about her getting her hair done. Hell, I wouldn't even stress over $100 because I know I can make it back like that. 
But am I not going to pay my rent or my mortgage because my best friend wants to get her hair done? I'm just saying, be mindful of if you are a giver and that's the mentality you have, that people aren't just taking advantage of that. And like I said, if you are a giver and you've ever said out loud, they're just taking um, my kindness for weakness, one of the things you have to do is take that back. And the way you do that is stop giving to those people that are taking advantage of you. It's one of the hardest things to tell a giver to do is stop giving. Just like telling a taker to stop taking. But I'm sitting here in front of you guys telling you this because at the end of the day, we're all here to make our lives better for each other. I mean, it's not just me on this planet. And like I started by saying, the world is mine or the world is yours. But I don't want to live in it alone. I know it's other people that are in this planet that can help me or I can help. And I want to be able to give as much as I can by taking in the lessons I can learn so that the people that don't know, I can share with. So I take a lot too so that I can be a giver. And that's why I'm saying I'm not telling anybody to stop taking or stop giving because it's all in our nature. But at the end of the day, if you know what you're doing it for, just understand, I, karma is, you know, I believe in karma. I think it's a real thing. And I do feel like takers that are putting themselves in a position to take from people that were kind-hearted or that was just giving and they took advantage of, I think the reason why takers are still in the hole and they'll never get out of it is because of that reason. And one of the factors of doing for yourself and making your life better is putting yourself in the position to do for others, not putting yourself in a position to take from others because they've already been successful. Um, learn a lesson, learn how they did it. Like I said, don't just take the fish, learn the fish so that you can do it for yourself going forward. Narrowing this down, closing it out basically, um, recapping everything, started talking about Scarface and never looking back, understand that the world is yours, but only if you're willing to go get it. And for takers, only if you're willing to take it. Nobody's going to hand you anything in life as far as success. That's something you got to do for yourself. Second, don't lose focus. The moment you do, understand, you can lose everything. And last but not least, two kinds of people in this world, givers and takers. Those that give, those that take. Whichever one you are, just do it out of the kindness of your heart. Do it out of a necessity, not because you want to take advantage or, or get over. Next week, my boy Notorious True, Brutal True, will be on the show and he'll be talking about not, I'm not the responsibility or it's not my responsibility for your happiness or to, or to heal you for to get to your happiness. My take on that is it depends on my interest. I would say normally, no, I'm not going to be responsible. But if I'm interested in you, if I see potential in you, if I understand that you just got out of something um, and I'm willing to work with that, I feel like 
I can make it my responsibility by taking away all those things that made you sad or all the past experiences that have gotten you to where you are. Now, I'm not saying I am the happiness. I'm just saying, from my point of view, if the interest is there, I'm gonna try to do whatever I can to put a smile on that person's face. So I would make it my responsibility if I have the interest. If I don't, they gonna figure it out by watching one of my lives. <laughs> Y'all already know, it's your boy Bruno Keefe, and this has been another great episode of Brutally Honest. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm definitely going to jump on um, Facebook to get into the comments because I see it's a lot of stuff out there I want to get Kate, back to. Hold up, hold up, Kate, Kate, what's baggage? What's baggage, Kate? Yeah, it's putting me on the spot. Well, hey, at least he ain't telling me to rap or spit a verse like I always throw him under the bus at the last minute, right? Yo, great job, Keith. I'm extremely proud of you. Everybody who's proud of Keith on um, Preston Sevens, Lucky Sevens, <laughs> I want to see them sevens. Appreciate Yo, Keith, that. before you end your show, bro, what's, what, what you got to say real quick? I, I was just going to say, for those of you that couldn't hear, Stitch just asked me from the background. He's still in production. Woo! For those of you that don't think he's here, Woo! he's still in production. He's behind the cameras. Um, but he, he wanted me to touch on what is baggage? And... Uh, to simplify it, I mean, I can get deep, but to simplify it, I'm just going to say to me, I feel like baggage is this. Anything you're holding on to from your past that you're bringing with you into your future. And the reason I say that is because if you left it in your past and you're not bringing it with you, then it's nothing. It's not even luggage. If, if it's an insecurity, if it's red flags, if it's past experiences, if it's all of those things and you're bringing that with you into your future, um, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job or anything like that, you're holding on to that like it's like it's luggage, like it's a purse, like, like it's your wallet, like you're bringing that with you everywhere that you go. When you get up in the morning, you're gonna put that in your pocket. When you walk out the house, like just like you make sure you got your keys, you're bringing that luggage with you everywhere you go. So to me, that's my consideration. That's my definition of where I look at what baggage is, and I'm pretty sure we'll touch on that um, when Stitch go back live um, next month. And I can't wait because that one is actually going to be good. Um, Stitch was actually talking to me about um, that before the show today, and I think his take on it um, is going to open up your minds to looking at things a little bit differently when we consider. What is baggage? But like I said, man, I definitely appreciate all you guys tuning in. Um, from yours truly, Brutal Keith. Have a wonderful day, man. And we didn't even talk about the corona. <laughs> Except for now. Except for now.